pray that this year it will be our purpose and passion to know him more see self-ministration just say yourself that this is what i want to do don't just it's not entertainment at all it's ministration so greater love god bless you once again for such a powerful ministration we we'll know God more and more. Amen. We are blessed to have our Father in the house, the angel of the house. Put your hands together as we welcome Bishop Frank. Oh, hallelujah. Please be seated. We want to receive one more ministration. How many people are blessed already? Powerful ministrations. Hallelujah. All these are to prepare our hearts for the powerful seed that is coming tonight. Since yesterday, I'm still swimming in the glory. And today I've come for a top-up. Hallelujah. So without wasting much time, shall we welcome the minister of God? Let's welcome Elvis. Put your hands together. Oh, do it better. Do it better. better for Jesus. Hallelujah. Can we honor my father in the house for this privilege? Father, thank you so much. Let's celebrate the man of God in the house. Let's celebrate the bishop in the house. Hallelujah. Just wave your hands to Jesus. And just tell him, Lord, hide me. Hide me in your presence. Just wave your hands and begin to declare to God. Ah! Uh -huh. 
creator of the universe what can't you do what can't you do Jesus you're the name above every other name ah, what can't you change what can't you change Jesus come on let's live it up Yes, 
I was expecting queries you are tapping into it. May this grace come upon you. I say, may this grace come upon you. Receive it, I'm standing in the name of Jesus. And we thank God. Hallelujah. Last night was the beginning, and it was just on the, on the runway. Tonight, the airplane is going to lift itself up. Hallelujah. And I tell you, I tell you, the ministry of Reverend Fant is a very great ministry. Very powerful ministry. You know, you will know the heart of a man through his evangelistic ministry. And he has a very wild and wonderful evangelistic ministry. I mean, he's taken all over the northern part of Ghana and beyond. And tonight, we are so happy and so excited to have a friend in the house. Amen. A father in the house. An oiled man of God in the house. And I believe that tonight something wonderful is going to happen to you. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome the senior pastor of Sanctuary of Wind and Fire Assemblies of God, the Reverend Aaron Lambon. Your shouting is not. Come on, somebody, let it out of your mouth. Talk to the Lord. Lake Prison, the Robodo. He amada bada bada, Jandelebedebede. Ilebedebedebedo, Jandarabada bada. Ragabagaba, Jandelebedebede. Rabababababa, Jandelebedebedebede. Rapato di bede, Jandelebedebedebede. He can't do it, Jandere bede bede, he andara bada bada bado. Jere 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 bede bede, he
Manifest your grace and glory. Let your power move in this place. Let your glory fill the house tonight. Father, transform lives. Touch destinies. 
impact many generations to come do what only you alone can do cause our horns to be exalted like the horns of the unicorn that we will break forth on the right and on the left father i pray that let all of the graces of heaven back me up tonight show forth your glory father i pray that chains will be broken anointings will fall upon us doors shall be opened we will leap into realms and uh, realms and dimensions of glory father honor your name and take all the praise in jesus mighty name amen and amen and amen come on somebody put your hands together and give jesus a holy ghost praise hallelujah how many of you are happy to be here tonight then put these good good hands together and give jesus glory if your celebration is louder take your neighbor's blessing That's why God will take him far. Amen. He has not seen anything yet. God is just beginning with him. Praise the Lord. And you know, when you come across a good man in ministry, you will know. Not everyone in ministry is a good man. Mm -hmm. Yes, I wrote a book titled Pulpit Mafia. Pulpit what? Pulpit Mafia. Then at the point, I took the book, I tore it, and I bent it. I said, I will, not, I will not let this book out. So the book is only between myself, God, and the devil. Praise the Lord. Because I have sinned a lot. But he's a good man. <laughs> Oh, he's a good man. Come on, celebrate this great servant of God. When you have a good pastor, bless him. Bless him. Pray for him. Intercede for him. When God gives you money, give him some. I like the Galatians 6 6. See that? Yes. He says that uh, all of us who are taught should communicate. That word communicate is an Anglo-Saxon terminology. You know, but if you go to, yes, let him that is taught communicate the word, communicate unto him. That teacher, 
in all good things. When you see communicate there, it doesn't, King James, you will not see it well. But if we take it to NLT, something like that, NLT, NLT usually simplifies King James. How many of you remember your basic mathematics when they say simplify this algebraic expression? This is King James is a complex one, but NLT is a simplified version. They have done the factorization. Oh, you didn't pass mass. <laughs> Those who are taught the word of God, hey, should provide for their teachers. He didn't say the teacher should work and get what he wants. It is the responsibility of those of you who are being taught to provide. Because if I was a banker, I would buy my own car. If I was a businessman, I would build my own house. But now that I am a teacher, those I am teaching, it is your covenant responsibility to build your teacher a house. You are to provide all the things that you yourself, you are working to get. You are responsible to provide for him. Can't you see it? It's Philly Philly now. <laughs> provide for their teachers. And I like the last part. It says, sharing. That means he's a shareholder of your life, of your bank account. Hey. Sharing all good things. Some people only share their bad, their problems with the man of God. The Bible didn't say share your problems with your pastor. Problems are not good things. The only thing you are permitted to share with your pastor, according to this scripture, are good things. Is a car a good thing? Share it with him. Is money a good thing? Share it with him. I think I preach already. Yes, huh? Share good things. Pastor, last night I had a dream and they were chasing me. Huh? I don't want to know. Pastor, my accumule has come. Uh-huh. Now you are talking. Share good things. Am I making sense? Uh-huh. With them. So he's a good man. And he teaches the world. Share good things with him. Those who are not clapping, what is the problem? <laughs> I'm preaching, I'm preaching. Yes! <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And help me appreciate your mama. You know? You are blessed. Your mama is beautiful. When there is subjective beauty and universal beauty, some people, the subjective one is the one that they say beauty lies in the eyes of the beholder. You know, when, when a man marries a wife that is not beautiful, he will be saying that beauty lies in the eyes because he himself has realized that the beauty is not obvious. You know, well, I remember when we started our church, eh, there was this scripture we were quoting every Sunday. Wherever two or three are gathered, then I am. But after a while, that scripture disappeared. 
when we cease to be two or three, then, oh, that scripture disappears. You know, there are some scriptures you use to justify your level. You know, don't despise the days of small beginnings. Don't despise. Don't your beginning be small. Your latter end should get. You use that to console yourself when you are few. Praise the Lord. But when you get to some levels, you forget of those scriptures. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So when you see a man who keeps this proverb, beauty lies in the eyes of the beholder, is because of what he has beheld. <laughs> so that is subjective beauty, but this one is universal beauty. Celebrate your mother inside out. Hallelujah. Amen. And you can see that by osmosis, that beauty too has fallen on you. And look at how you are looking. Celebrate yourself. Amen and amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. Jesus is the answer. It's powerful. It's powerful. I like your church. I like your church. Everything around is. Before I forget, I will pick. I saw some books here. I'll pick them when I'm going. Yes. Bishop Doug is a phenomenal man of God. When I was here. When. I don't listen to all men of God, though. There are very few. If you enter inside my office, you see the picture of Bishop Doug. is there. Pretty there. It's an anointing this man carries. Praise the Lord. You know, when you are in ministry, after a while, you will be tired of junk. You'll be tired of what? Junk. Junk. There's just, most of the churches are feeding us with indomie. But we are tired. You know me, how will we grow? That's why we can count some people's hair. You can see this question. One, two, three, four, five, seven hairs. Oh, with a big stomach and small legs. Eh? We are tired of it. And one of the churches that you can find solid meat is in Lighthouse. You did. You did. My prayer is that one day, one day, one day, you too, you will not backslide and be looking for these funny, funny messages that people are preaching. Looking for strange things. Strange things. Your fire will not die. I'm telling you the truth, oh. I'm telling you the truth. You can find solid meat. Some of you, you are here serving God. Look at how you are. You are if you were in some church, be. Look at where you, 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 you even come to night service like this. Because those things, you don't treasure it. When you are here, you'll be watching your time. But here, you have been taught to stay in the presence of God where time does not matter. And some of you now, you can go out and say you are doing an akazo. You are, you are winning souls. This is a good church. That is mission-minded, heaven, eternity conscious. No, this church is saying, you come here. Ha. Ah, my eyes are open. I can see. 
that your name is Abu Kari. True or false? He said true. He said, how do I know? He said, the spirit of God. Then, that I don't have a problem with. Then they now move to the other level. And say that, look, the Lord said that you should follow me. Where was that prophet when you were, in, when you were sitting down drinking beer? When you were drinking Guinness? Until the man of God reached out to you. Now you are saved. You are in a church. They are teaching you the word. Somebody is coming to say that I see, I saw. Nonsense. Why didn't he see you when you were in the beer bar? Why didn't he see you when you were, when you were womanizing? Some of you, you got some girls pregnant. They aborted. Now today you are here. You are singing in the choir. You are, you are in the house of God. You are an usher. You have been changed by the gospel of salvation. That's what we want. If your life has been transformed. Then you are chasing after things. Me, I walk in those dimensions. I walk in all manner of gifts. But I'm holding on to the one that has eternal value. Praise the Lord. Unless you don't know me, you will think that me, I'm talking about. No, if I'm talking against prophet, I'm talking against myself. There's, there's hardly a gift I've not operated in, and, and that's not operating. Am I making sense? Praise the Lord. It's well. Let's celebrate the man of God. And take your seats. <laughs> oh my God. Tonight, I'm going to teach. Yesterday, I taught from this book, The Breakthrough Power of Giving. Because we are dealing with seed time. And uh, today, I want to teach from this book. Let's talk about money. The Rise of Kingdom Entrepreneurs. I'm teaching from the last chapter. Praise God. Are you here? Oh, you are going home. Yes. I'm going to teach, and then after that, I will lay hands. My teaching is going to be very precise, summarized, concise, and then spot on. There is a reward for giving. You know, the Bible says concerning giving and receiving concerning what giving and many of us as we have been taught about giving but many don't know how to receive it's also another problem <laughs> Is it concerning giving the laws work together action and reaction that's how it goes sowing and reaping can you imagine a man who goes to clear his field he knows how to sow. Thousand acres. He invested seed in it. Then he said that, as for me, I believe in sowing. Then he goes to lie down. Then he doesn't harvest. And that's the problem with, you know, many Christians. They, they know how to sow, but they don't know how to receive. It's a subject for another day. Praise the Lord. But there is a way to receive. Amen. One day, Peter, and you must expect a harvest. Don't just sow. Nobody goes to sow without expecting a harvest. You are not there to feed the ground. Just go scattering seeds. But when it's time for harvest, you are lying down in your house. You say, no, me, I just sowed. It was from my heart. I'm not expecting anything. What type of farmer are you? As me, I just sowed. No, never give an offering in church without an expectation. He said, what are you giving this thing for? He said, oh no, me, I'm just giving to the Lord. I'm just giving to the Lord. No, you cannot just give to the ground. 
You can't just be given to the ground. You must expect something in return. In Matthew chapter 19 verse 27. I like the message translation. If you are there, you can't. If you have message, I can trouble these people. Ask for versions that are... Yes. Clap for him. Today I will, I will bless you. I will lay hands on you. Then Peter... Hey, what's that word? Is it chimed? Chimed. My English teacher used not to attend school every day, you know, so... Uh-huh. I asked for this version. I didn't know this word was there. <laughs> then Peter chimed in. Hey! We left everything and followed you. What do we get out of it? There is something to get. When you, when you sow your seed, there is something to get. We have left everything and followed you. What do we get out of it? Jesus didn't say you are kind of Serve God. Don't expect anything. Just serve God. There's no reward in serving God. Mm-mm. There is something you get by serving the Lord. Serving God is never in vain. No. Serving God is not in vain. God is called the rewarder. The rewarder of them that diligently seek. He's called Jehovah the rewarder. Finally, brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the works of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I'm not a fool to drop my money on the altar. I am not a fool to abandon my career and to serve the Lord. I am not a fool to leave my pursuit and my dreams to serve the Lord. I am not a fool to empty my pocket empty my accounts and drop it on the altar in the last four months alone i think i've given close to 400,000 ghana cities into our church building project that's about four billion of my personal money i'm not a fool i'm not a fool whilst people are accusing us of pastors are chopping money if you ask my pastor we farm and out of that, we harvested, we were going to pay something, a bill just last week or last two weeks. And then the money was not forthcoming. So I said, take my soya beans, go and sell. They sold it, brought the money, and we paid. We needed about 40000 to pay that bill. And he went and sold my soya beans and brought the money. 40000 and we cleared that bill. Am I making sense at all? Am I a fool to do that? No! It's because I believe in Jehovah the rewarder. I believe that all that I do, my labor is not in vain in the Lord. So whatever you are doing in the house of God, keep on doing it. If you are a singer, keep on singing. If you are a preacher, keep on preaching. If you are a prayer warrior, keep on praying. If you are a soul winner, keep on winning souls. Because your labor is not in vain in the Lord. It's not in vain. It's not in vain. Those who think that we are being whitewashed, or they 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 have, you know, blinded us, and we are doing the things we are doing. I know what I'm doing. 
I believe in rewards. And there is a God up there who will not let my labor be in vain. Watch me. I'm going to explode. This life, I cannot be ordinary. I know the investment I've made in the kingdom. I know I've connected to graces and altars. My life can never be this way. When you see me one day in certain dimensions and they are criticizing me on Facebook, don't worry. Eh? Certain covenant transactions are speaking. He says, we have left everything and followed you. What do we get out of it? And here the next, the answer that Jesus gave. Jesus replied, yes, you have followed me. In the recreation of the world, when the Son of Man will rule gloriously, you who have followed me will also rule. That's one promise number one. You will be a ruler. You will be what? Somebody say, I'm a ruler. Starting with the 12 tribes of Israel. Uh Next. And not only you, but anyone who sacrifices. Now watch this. Anyone who sacrifices home, family, fields, that's lands. Whatever. So that makes room for anything. You can sacrifice anything. You can sacrifice your plot of land. You can sacrifice your bank account. You can sacrifice your job. You can sacrifice something. Your dress. You have this nice suit. Your favorite suit. And you see a sister in church who has come and doesn't have any suit to wear. You give that one. You have done it for the list of these things. There is a reward. He says that whatever you sacrifice because of me, you will get it all back. Somebody say all. all. Not one of it will be lost. Not one. All these your offerings you have been given. Eh? Don't assume that it is going away from you. He says, everything you put here, you get it all back. Unless this scripture is not true. And if I cannot believe this scripture, I can't believe John 3 system. Because the Bible says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. All. And it's profitable. That means the scriptures are profitable commodities. You can profit from them. When you enter into that shop and things don't seem to be working, pick your Bible. Open to that scripture that gives you promise for success. Begin to speak. It's profitable for success in business. The scriptures are profitable commodities. Amen. He said you will get it back. How many times? A hundred times over. That is 10,000% yield rate. You can't get that even in Zimbabwe when their dollar was escalating. If not, none of those Ponzi schemes ever tried promising 10,000%. But in the kingdom, this is the yield rate. In the kingdom, there are three major yield rates. He says that a sower went out to sow, and the one that fell on the good ground produced 30 fold, 60 fold, and 100 fold. 30 fold is not 30%, it's 30 times 100%. That is 3,000%. 60 fold is 6,000%. And then 100 fold is 10,000%. Those are the yield rates that dominate in the kingdom. And depending on where you sow and to whom you sow, it will produce accordingly. There are three ways to invest in the kingdom. You can, basically, you can, if you want to invest in life, there are three ways to do it. You can invest 
Okay, we have kingdom investment, personal investment, business investment. Personal investment is personal development. Business investment is something to bring you back money. And then kingdom investment in the kingdom. And there are three ways to invest in the kingdom. You can invest in the work of God. You can invest in the people of God. You can invest in the, in the man of God. He that lendeth to the poor, lendeth to God. That which he has given and he shall pay back multiple times over. So when you give to the poor, know that it's a loan you gave out. And who is going to pay back? The maker will pay it. And it has its yield rates. When you also give to the work of God, it has its yield rate. And when you also give to the man of God, it has its yield rate. There are three major yield rates that operate in the kingdom. I'm not going into those. But it says you will get a hundred times over not to mention the considerable bonus of eternal life eternal life is a bonus most of you who think that eternal life is the main thing eh? the bible says that eternal life is the bonus what are you going to get houses lands all of this eternal life is a bonus i love how the bible put it it says that eh, it, it, it says that this, 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 this life in which we are living in, okay, um, uh, it has promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. Promise of the life that now is. Most of you think that all of our promises are in heaven. Eh? There are promises for this earth. It has promises of the life that now is and of that which is to come. Am I making sense? You get to heaven and be shocked that you were meant to be a billionaire. But you didn't realize it. Many years ago, I traveled to some... That was my first time when I started preaching. Young preacher. And I was invited to a big church. I went there. They gave me VIP treat. They picked me up, sent me to a high-class hotel. And they just put me there. I thought they would bring me water. They didn't bring. But when I checked, I saw water on the fridge. I took, I drank. Then, early in the morning, I got down from the hotel, walked along the street until I found somebody selling kose and cocoa. Then I bought the thing in a polythene bag. Then I tore it. I, I shook the thing. Eh? Then whilst I was walking, I was chewing my kose and then pushing the thing through. When I finished, my belly was full. I came and sat down, belch, laid down, and rested. The reason was basically because I took the, 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 the menu. And I looked. And when I saw all the things that were there, and the prizes, I said, ah, that's my lorry fare from where I came from. To this place. So I ignored it. And guess what? By the time I was done, on the, one, the last day, the man of God actually said, I hope you are enjoying the meals from the hotel. I said, oh, they are too expensive. He said, no, 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 no. He said that the breakfast is part of the bills for the room and the, the things had been paid for. I said, what? I, I wanted to eat with Arias. But it was time up. May you not get to heaven to discover that all the cars you see people driving, all the houses you see people living in, everything was paid for by the blood of Jesus.
but you were busy living in a camper house with one toilet and 32 tenants and if you have to go to the toilet you join a queue praise the lord receive the blessings not to mention considerable bonus of eternal life look next verse i love this last part next verse I, he said this is the great reverser somebody said this, this is this the great, great reverser there are many great things that are in the bible one of them is the great commission another one in the bible is called the great feast or the great invitation there is another one also known as the great reverser what is the great reverser many of the first will end up as last and the last will become first somebody said this is the great reverser let me tell you this story i'm about to start preaching i've not started my my message this scripture only just popped up and that's why i'm saying but you see there was one woman she was having her beloved this guy sojama used to beat this this woman pew pow. you say as punching back to build muscles he beat this woman and one day he beat her threw her along the road kicked her the woman was crying standing by the road she didn't know where to go you know those people like who are habitating and she repented of her iniquities began to pray to god and say lord touch my life have mercy on me lord open the heavens over my life and it was not long she met another beloved they got married it's a true story they got married when they got married this man too was a soldier man but he was a two-star general the other one was a lance corporal praise the lord so it was not long it happened in nigeria then there was a coup in those days and this second this general was was moved to a certain state to be the head of state of the military government of that particular state and this former beloved the bitter yes was also deployed to go to that state to be the personal bodyguard of the governor's wife when he reported when he reported to duty that day he arrived at the house and saw the former beloved he said hey you you are here so they have finally picked you as the house help in this house she said yes so what will i do he said i'm here managing small small and he said you i told you this is your life this is your life he spoke his peace of mind and was now sitting down waiting find they said oh guy is coming stood up and saluted and Oga came and said sweetheart please come around he said now are you the soldier so and so he said yes okay this is my wife you are supposed to be a personal bodyguard you know what in the military is do before you complain and madame said all right um get this thing ready we are going to the market praise the lord somebody say great reverser 
something is about to reverse in your life I said something is about to reverse in your life they said you will be nobody you are rising up to be somebody there is a great reversal taking place in your life those who said you cannot make it they will come back and ask you how did you make it I see a change of level taking place tonight who am I talking to lift your right hand and shout yes I said lift your right hand and shout yes put these good good hands together for the Lord there is a change taking place there is a shift in taking place it's called the great reverser those you used to bow to very soon they will start bowing to you amen those who used to give you food very soon you start signing checks some of you have been borrowing from some people eh? and when you now even come to their house they hear you are coming they'll tell their children when he comes tell him that i am not there but this time around when you go and they say you are not there he say okay when papa comes back give him this check tell him that i heard today is his birthday and i brought him a check of twenty thousand ghana cities who is hearing me tonight shout i receive i can hear shout i receive if you believe that take it it's called the great reverser hallelujah the great reverser the last shall be the first it's called the great reverser something is reversing in your life there is a shift taking place in your life in the name of jesus christ i said in the name of jesus christ praise god please sit down let me start preaching today my sermon is titled activating mysterious supplies activating mysterious supplies and I'm going to teach from Matthew chapter 17 verse 27. Matthew chapter 17 verse 27. I'm going to work on this scripture for us to close. Notwithstanding, lest we should offend them, go down to the sea. Now you know the background to this story. The, Jesus had not paid some tax. And the people came. They came and said that, hey, you have to pay. If not, we charge you with tax evasion. Then, the Bible says that, Jesus said, in order for us not to offend these people, go down to the sea and cast an hook. Somebody say, go to the sea. That's number one thing you should note. Number two, cast an hook. An means one. And A applies to one. So, unhook. That's King James English. That's number two. So, and take up the fish, one fish. That first cometh up. And when thou hast opened his mouth, take note of the word mouth. I'm going to open somebody's mouth. <laughs> Thou shalt find the piece of money. Take 
and give unto them for me and for thee. This is the word of the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, I, I, I love the Catholic Church. Beautiful church. You know, and uh, my prophet Francis was a Pax Romana. He was, in he was a mass server. In fact, he was about to be a, a priest. Then now, God brought him and he's a prophet. So he's married. Now he's happy. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. You would have been missing something great. <laughs> amen and amen and amen. Praise the Lord. His wife is called Pathos. Pathos. Pathos is the Greek word for emotions. Pathos. <laughs> so, anyway, where was I? So they, they came and Jesus said, okay, in order not to offend them, take a hook, go to the sea. And we are going to break down this scripture. I want to draw some vital life lessons from this text. So just keep this here throughout the service. The first thing we notice from this text is that all the bills they had to pay and all the taxes they needed to settle, they just needed to catch one fish. Look at your neighbor. That's the first point. And say, one fish is enough. Fish is enough. It's enough, eh? Ah, I say enough. Mm. It's like money. Some people, some people, I like to say money. Because money is different from money. Money is small money. And money is plenty money. <laughs> Praise God. May God give you money. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh -huh. It depends on the weight, how you attach money, money. Don't Americanize it. It's money. Jesus told them to catch just one fish. They didn't need to catch 1,000 fishes. Just one fish was enough to settle the bill. Sometimes God will link you to just one person. One destiny helper. And that person will usher you into your next season of life. Your miracle can be locked up in one idea. Just one idea. One business idea. And you break through. Boom. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Sometimes one golden opportunity is what you need to turn your life around. Am I making sense at all? And that opportunity is coming to you. Just one. Somebody say one. Some men are arguing whether polygamy is right or not. No, one wife is okay. One is enough. And your problems are solved. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody say one. David didn't have to throw many stones. Just one stone. One stone. Somebody say one stone. One Rasta man sang a song. He said, Rasta man, throw just one stone. Eh? So David threw only one stone. And it was enough to, to settle the matter. Praise the Lord. This thing is powerful. Though. Just one. Sometimes just one is enough. 
Adam didn't have to eat all the fruits in the garden. He ate only one fruit. Fruit salad. He just one, one, only one. One fruit from one tree. Not many trees, one tree. From one woman. And he was out of the garden forever. Praise the Lord. Somebody say, just one. He said, God, me, I didn't eat many, only one. Yes, it's enough. You leave the garden. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Am I making sense at all? Do you realize that Samson didn't have to date all the women in Philistine to get his haircut? <laughs> he had to just date one Delilah. Look at your name and say, one Delilah is enough. Ah, and you'll remove your eyes. Praise the Lord. You don't need many Delilahs, so you'll be there experimenting with girls. One day you'll meet one Delilah and they'll shave your hair. They'll give you, they'll give you some kind of strange haircut. Amen. Your hair will not be shaved. In Jesus' mighty name. And the Bible says that they plucked Samson's eyes. They plucked Samson's eyes. But after his hair was shaved, one day, Samson was there, nah, and the Bible says his hair began to grow again. And he prayed one prayer. He said, Lord, anoint me this once. One time anointing. And he killed more people than he has ever killed in his military career. Just one more anointing. And he shook the place. Sometimes, somebody say, one, 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 one. Jesus was crucified between two thieves. And one of the thieves prayed a one-line prayer. I call it the power of a one-line prayer. He said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. That was all. This guy had lived his life programming himself for hellfire he had bought his ticket his visa had been given his plane ticket was in now they had boarded the plane he was the plane was about to take off and into hellfire and he cried lord remember me and disappeared when you are one inch away from hellfire that one statement he made one statement shifted his destination and he saw himself in paradise. Just one. Just one. Praise the Lord. Many years ago, I had this classmate of mine. Because the world is a small place. I don't want to mention her name. But in the class, we used to make fun of her. Because, they used to, you know, that kind of girl, everybody calls Zuku. I remember when the teacher comes to class. and say, class 10, it's time for mental. She'll be shaking. If she's in front, she'll go to the back. She'll go and sit down there, and then the teacher will come when they ask. In fact, when the teacher is approaching her, the questions the teacher is asking, you won't even ask. He just say, hey, give me your head. Because it's obvious that she cannot answer. So we used to make fun of her and tease her and that kind of thing. And oh, this girl, her head died, her head died, her head died. Then we were busy chewing books, mowing books, digesting them. And I went to take, finish, came. One day I was in a certain city. And I was passing by a certain shop. Then I felt thirsty. I wanted just a drink. I was sweating, no hanky. 
pulling my sweat. Then I entered inside the supermarket. And I, I saw her there. I said, hey, you, you are here. So you finally ended up as a sales girl in this place. So I teased her small. And we were making fun of ourselves, laughing. And then he said, what are you here? What are you here? I said, oh, me? I was passing and then uh, I'm thirsty. So I just walked in here to get myself a drink. You know how you can talk to make yourself big? You know, I'm just in here to pick up a drink and then uh, to chill my throat and my esophagus. <laughs> oh! She said, oh, this is the drinks column. So I moved in there. Then she told one of the guys, he said, pick a basket. I said, no, no, no. I'm just going to pick a drink and then I, I leave this place. He said, no, you don't worry. I said, I will pay. I said, no, oh, my friend. You, your mistress will deal with you. You, this is your small salary that you are getting. You are here. You want to do pam pam? I said, drop the basket. Let me go and pick my drink and chill my throat. So I was going. She told the girl to follow me. Then they brought the basket. She herself followed. And I didn't have much money. Oh. So I picked my drink. Then she would come and pick this drink and put, pick this thing. I said, hey! And I was warning her because I was conscious of my balance. Yeah, she would pick this and put, pick this and put, pick this and put. I said, you, your madam. He said, oh no, I will pay. I said, how much is your salary? So we got to the counter. She loaded everything in some polythene bags and gave it to me. I said, you. Then pay before I go because I don't want the cameras watching me to say that I've done some shoplifting. He said, You take and go. I said, Who are you in this shop? She said, I'm the owner of the supermarket. I said, What? How on earth did this thing happen? She said, Well, um, I met one rich man. Somebody said, One rich man. And uh, he married me. So, whilst we were busy chewing book, going from one university to another, she just located one rich man who said there's no shortcut to the top. Praise the Lord. You are uh, that phone call you need, that one phone call that will turn your life around. Today, I prophesy over your life. That phone call is coming. That one person you must meet to change your life. You are meeting that one person. Can I hear your amen like thunder? Hear me and hear me well. Life goes up or comes down. Depending on who you meet or who you miss. Life becomes strategic if you meet the people you have to meet. And miss the people you have to miss. On the other side, it becomes tragic when you miss those you must meet and meet those you must miss. There are people you just need to meet in this life. There is a phone call you must receive. There is a signature you need on that document. That one, that one signature. And things will turn around for you. I stand on this exalted altar. And I lift my right hand toward heaven and decree that as the Lord liveth by this visitation and by this encounter, that person you are meeting them, you are meeting that person. If your amen is louder, take your neighbor's own. If your amen is louder, add your neighbor's blessing. 
in the name of Jesus shout amen like thunder put these good good hands together for the Lord praise the Lord just one look at the neighbor and say just one 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 day Bishop Oedepo was traveling with his wife in a car then the car veered off the road it was hitting things the woman was shouting you know Nigerian told her she said Jesus 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 and Bishop Oedepo tapped her said woman take it easy one Jesus is okay <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, One Jesus is enough. I declare in the name of Jesus that miracle you are looking for is coming upon you, that breakthrough you are looking for is coming upon you. If your amen is louder, take double. Hallelujah. The woman with the issue of blood said that if only I can touch the hem. Just one touch. Just one touch. One touch of the master's hand. And your life will revolve by 180 degrees. One touch. Ha! He said, Pastor, but well, that's the woman with the issue of blood. Me, I don't have an issue of blood. You may not have an issue of blood, but you have an issue of money. <clears throat> Some of you have an issue of relationship. Your beloved is not loving you the way you want him to love you. He doesn't know how to love. You say, hey, party. Come now. Where others are giving pet names to their beloveds, it says, sweetheart, sunshine. Eh? my milky way praise the lord hallelujah yes they are looking for nice names for their beloved you just call him eh, party come now <laughs> praise the lord hallelujah but I see one touch God is going to touch somebody one touch one touch one touch you see, regardless of what your issue is, the bottom line is that an issue is an issue. And if only you can touch the hem of his garment, your case will change. It is Jesus. Yes, it is Jesus. It's Jesus. In my soul, oh, I have touched the hem of his garment and his blood has made me whole. Just one touch, just one touch. I see a change coming to somebody's life. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, put these good, good hands together.
Touch me with your hand, Jesus. Touch me with your hand, Hallelujah, Jesus. I don't want to go the same way I came. The same way I came. Touch me, Lord. Touch me with your hand, oh, Jesus. Amen. Clap for Jesus. Take your seat. Let me preach. <laughs> Hallelujah. So one of the things we learn: one fish is enough. One fish. Praise the Lord. The next thing I see from this one is that. He said, take and hook and take up the first fish that cometh up. Now, those of you who have a little bit of experience in fishing, myself, I've not done serious fishing, but I did some. We used to go to the stream, the one that dries during dry season and comes back alive during rainy season. <laughs> there were some mad fishes inside. And we usually put a worm as a bait on the hook and catch now you don't use a hook to catch a whale or a shark because instead of fishing the shark the shark will fish you because how are you going to pull the shark out of the sea praise the lord so we when you are using a hook it simply means your target is small fishes am i making sense Sometimes uh, you think that your miracle is in some big person B. But sometimes it comes from a small fish. That money you are looking for is in a small fish. That's why ministries are hardly ever sustained by rich people. Uh-uh. Ministries are ever hardly sustained by rich people. Sometimes God will give you small fingerlings. And out of those fishes, you find the supply for ministry. When people come to our place, they think that we have some one rich man be who is sorting out our problems. No. Just ordinary people. Ordinary people. Rich people don't give. And rich people and their money, they are one. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Yes. So my second point is that there is power in little things. The instrument that was given to the apostles to catch the fish was not a net. It was not even a troller where you can't you can you can catch so many fishes. Fishermen don't use hooks to catch big big fishes. Hooks are used for small ones. That tells you the fish was just some tiny fish. Me. But you see, little drops of water makes a mighty ocean. Of all the medical consultants in Syria, it was a small girl who directed Naaman to the prophet that would cure him of his disease. Hey, don't joke with small girls. Little, little people. You saw how that small girl here was dancing. And I could see how some big people were having problems with turning. Oh. (laughs) 
one day my 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 neapolitan uh, mastiff or is that what they call it yes those dogs was chasing one goat to be a small goat as they were then the goat came and swept oh <laughs> my dog missed the road i went and hit the wall <laughs> oh i came and said oh paddy come 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 <laughs> So I massaged him small and I gave him some bones <laughs> to compensate for his head. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Someone says small things ah, can be very dangerous. Hallelujah. Do you know it was a little boy's lunch pack that fed 5,000 men minus women. Men ate from a small boy. A small lunch, that's why Jesus used to multiply. Sometimes you can have a church of one small boy but that small boy will multiply into 5,000 men yes that small boy will grow and begin to feed 5,000 don't say oh I have a church of five adults and then one small boy no that small boy is the church the adults they have a half life very soon they will go but this boy will be around for a long time. You know, Mordecai Ham, that famous evangelist, in the night, around 1936, he conducted a crusade. And no people didn't attend the crusade. Just a few people. He made altar call. You know, those days crusades, they could do it like for 12 days, 15 days. And throughout that time of preaching, only one small boy came out and gave his life to Christ. A 16-year-old boy. Mordecai Ham went and wrote in his diary and said, this is the worst crusade I have ever conducted in all my ministry life. Then he died a bitter man for that crusade. Angry with that crusade. But he didn't know the boy he was saving. That boy is Billy Graham. I prefer to win one Billy Graham in a crusade than to win many of a certain type of people. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody says something small. Don't despise little things. Oh. Don't despise little things. In Revelation chapter 10, Revelation chapter 10 verse 1, the Bible says, I saw another mighty angel another mighty angel i like how the bible describes all this it says mighty angel angels are mighty by nature by the time they have that qualifier attached to their name mighty angel it means they are really mighty another mighty angel coming down from heaven clothed with a cloud some of you are wearing a gtp fabric all manner of fabrics this one he was wearing clouds and a rainbow was upon his head who can tell me the radius or the diameter of a rainbow any proper scientist here who can tell me the diameter of a rainbow 50 kilometers 100 kilometers probably far more and this guy the crown that was on my dear come this is a fascinator yes powerful if I remove it, will your hair scatter? Uh, so remove it. Let me see. 
So this is how the rainbow was. You see that? Look at how small her own is. But the Bible is saying that the, the, the crown that this angel wore was as wide as a rainbow. That is like 50 kilometers. That tells you that the guy's head. <laughs> Look at her and say, there are hair so. Yo, they have been insulting you that your head is big. They have not seen hairs. There are hairs and there are hairs. One man's head was 50 kilometers wide. As colossal as a rainbow. What a, what a head. And his face was as if it, as it were, the sun. And his feet were like pillars of fire. Look at what happened. Uh -huh. And he had in his hand a little book open. Somebody say a little book. And he set his right foot upon the sea. And his left foot was in Paga. This is how colossal the angel is. One leg is in the sea. In Accra. And the other leg is in Bolgatanga. And his head was so colossal that his crown was the size of a rainbow. This is how mighty the angel is. If God is going to send such a colossal angel from heaven, you would think that this angel is bringing you something very big. But the angel brought him a little book. Some of these powerful visitations from heaven, eh, you think they are bringing you a long letter. God will just come and say something very simple. Something so little. But out of that little thing, something big will come out. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And if you, if you read further and you get down to the, to the verse 9, he says, And I went unto the angel and said, Give, and said unto him, Give me the little book. And he said unto me, Take it, eat it up, and it shall make thy belly bitter, but it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. And he said, I took the little book from the angel's hand and I ate it. And it was sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. And look at the verse 11. He now says to him, verse 11. He says, and he said unto me, Thou must prophesy again before many peoples and nations and tongues and kings. The prophecy that will change many peoples and nations and tongues and kings is not in a voluminous book. Is in a little book. That tells you that that thing you are going to catch, don't despise it. It may be so little. You look at that gift God has given to you, it may be so little. One day Elijah said, Elijah seven said, I see a cloud. How? What is the size? He said, as small as a man's hand. He said, that is enough. He said, out of that cloud, I will prophesy to you. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain is that prophecy that will generate mighty outpour of rain is going to come from a little cloud a little book a little feeling a little sensation tonight as i'm praying for you you may just feel a little heat a little sensation you may just feel some cool breeze a little cool breeze around your leg around your belly you may have some strange feeling little one 
But that is a sign that abundance of rain is going to fall. That is a sign that something is about to change in your life. That's a sign that God is about to do a miracle in your life. Can I hear your amen like thunder? Little. Little. Sometimes that business that will make you a multi-millionaire is that business that has little profit margins. You are looking for one that you will buy a thousand and go and sell at nine thousand. The profit margin may be 50 pesos. But if you, have, if you believe that God can turn the little into something great and you keep on with that business, you'll be amazed what God will do with it. You'll be amazed what God will do with it. You'll be amazed what God will do with it. Who am I talking to this evening? Praise the Lord. Oh yes. It will come from a small fish. Number three, your supply. That's the third lesson I learned from here. Your supply will often come from the most unlikely places. Your supply will most likely come from the most unlikely places. Please understand, money has a relationship with place. Money has a relationship with place. There are places you will succeed and there are places you will not succeed. That is why the lion is the king over the jungle, but the shark is king over the seas. The day the lion says that, as for me, I'm sick and tired of eating antelopes. Now I want to eat tilapia for lunch. And he jumps into the ocean trying to catch tilapia. He will get drowned. In fact, frogs and tadpoles will mock at it. And the day the shark also decides to leave the sea and says, me, I want antelope for lunch. Black ants are going to eat it. There is a place you will do well. Even Jesus didn't do well in certain places. That's why he left Nazareth and went to Capernaum. There are places you will succeed. There are many people struggling in London who should have succeeded in Ghana. Don't imagine that America is good for everybody. Some of you, your success is tied to the north. That is why the biggest tree in Ghana is not in Axim. It's not located in Kumasi where rainforest patterns are good. It can be found in Navrongo. It's the Baobar. It's a desert plant. Your location will determine your allocation. Nowhere to go. Go where God has planted you. Stay there and you will succeed. Who would have imagined that Jesus is looking for money? Instead of going to the bank. Instead of going to see a rich man. He says that, go to the sea. In the first place, many of us in our generation are so mommy water and papa water conscious. That by the time we say, go to the sea. He say, hey, we said it. This ministry and their secret. They are using mommy water spirits. But Jesus says, go to the sea. The most unlikely place. The most unlikely place. And he said, you catch a fish. When you catch it, open the mouth. Open the mouth. Open the mouth. Praise the Lord. This is, this is quite strange. Praise God. Open the mouth. 
Please understand, where you are matters a lot. That's why the Bible speaks about lands that flow with milk and with honey. Not every place is your place. In Egypt, the children of Israel were slaves. But in Canaan, they were conquerors. Place. Exodus 3.8. He says that, I am come down to deliver them out of the land of Egypt. Exodus 3.8. To deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up onto that land, onto a good land and large, onto a land flowing with milk and honey. Sometimes you need deliverance from a land. You can think through that. When, now I'll continue preaching. The problem with the children of Israel was not their God. They had the right God. Their problem was not the man of God. Their man of God was anointed. Their problem was the land in which they found themselves. And God had to deliver them out of that land into another land. Into another land. And the Bible said that land flows with milk and with honey. With milk and with honey. I believe in the promised land. Lift your right hand and say, I believe in the promised land. I believe in a land that flows with milk and honey. I believe that there is a place God will plant you and you will succeed. Boom. I believe in a land of promise. There are people who think that this thing is some mystical land, be some mystical place. Me, I believe that there is a place you will do well. Your supply is hidden in places. Hallelujah. Sometimes what God wants to do in your life can be limited by your place. By the place you find yourself. That is why God wants to bless Father Abraham. He said to Father Abraham, I want to sign a deal with you. I want to cut a covenant with you. I want to bless you. I want to change your name. I want to make you great. I want to lift you to new dimensions. But you must leave this place that you are onto a land I will show you. And he says, as soon as you get there, I will bless you. And I will make your name great. Places. Look at your neighbor and say places. Your supply is hidden in places. Your supply is hidden in places. Go to the sea. Go to the sea. Look at your neighbor and say, go to the sea. This is very important too. Go to the sea. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First Kings chapter 17 verse, verse 9. Down small. Praise God. God is going to do something marvelous in your life. Your supply is tied to places. One day, God wants to bless Elijah. He wants to supply his whatever he needs. He says, Elijah, get thee to Zarephath, which belonged to Zidon. And dwell there. Somebody say there. Yeah. And behold, I have commanded a widow there, a widow woman there to sustain thee. There is a place called there. That's where your provision is tied up. 
Abraham, take your son, your only son, take him to the place where I will show you. And sacrifice him there. Ah, I'm 117 years old now. I cannot walk. Three days journey. Already carrying my son to kill him is enough pain. Now to walk three days in addition, what kind of punishment is this? My back, at the back of my house, I have an altar. I'm going to kill him there. Go where you have been told to go. Because the ram that will substitute for your Isaac is tied up in the place God has sent you. If you kill him behind your house, you will kill him. Because there's no ram behind your house. The provision is guaranteed in the place of your assignment. He said, go there to a widow. I've commanded this widow woman to sustain you there. Now, there are a number of notable things from this text. The first thing you even notice is that God will send you to the most unlikely place. To go and meet the most unlikely person. Because the most unlikely place, in the first place, going to Zerifat of Sidon. Now, first of all, Zerifat of Sidon is the hometown of Jezebel. Jezebel was the princess of the king of Sidon. He was, the, he was the daughter of the king of Zidon. And you have commanded the heavens to be shut. This woman is searching for you. She's looking for you. And God says that go to Jezebel's hometown. I have asked her auntie to take care of you. The most unlikely place. So Elijah goes to Zarephath of Zidon and is there eating food from a woman that is a potential poisoner. And the woman that should kill you is feeding you. <laughs> when God was activating mysterious supplies, can I continue? You see, he, he sends him there, he said, this is where your supply is going to come from. Unlikely place. Number two, the people of Zidon were worshippers of Baal. In fact, that is where the altar of Baal was actually raised. No wonder Jezebel carried the gods of her fathers and took them to Israel to worship Baal there. So the very shrine of Baal was in Zidon. And Baal is the god, the goddess of fertility and rainfall. So when Elijah said, it shall not rain for three and a half years, he was actually confronting the very powers of Baal itself. And God says, go to the very place where Baal has his, his headquarters and live there. Most unlikely place. Most unlikely place. And number three, he says, when you get there, there are rich people there. Don't live with them. I've asked a, an unlikely person, a widow, who doesn't have anything to eat, to supply you your food. God will cause supplies from strange places, from strange people to come to you. Who is that prophetic word for? God will cause supplies from strange places, from strange people to come to you. 
God will call supplies from strange places, from strange people to come to you. God will call supplies from strange places, from strange people to come to you. I received that prophecy for myself. Three times. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. You must believe. Places matter. Places matter. Tell your neighbor, places matter. Praise the Lord. Oh, I believe in a land that flows with milk and honey. Amen. Number four. The third lesson, the fourth lesson I learned from here. Let me wind up with this. Let me let me wind up with this. Then I pray for you. The fourth lesson I learned from this is that money hides in the map. Where does money hide? If you are looking for money, stop looking for it in wallet. Stop looking for it in purses. Stop looking for it in banks. Money hides in your mouth. Catch a fish. And prophetically, every one of you is a fish. Look at your neighbor and say, you are a fish. I know you have been wanting to tell him or her this, but you didn't have the opportunity. This time, say it and let it enter. Say you are a fish, but... Now your heart is at rest. <laughs> at least today you have settled the scores. You have, you have settled the matter. Praise the Lord. You are a fish. You are a fish. Zam. Beula. You say you are a Keta school boy. No, 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 no. You say I made you a tilapia. No. I didn't specify which type of fish. I only say you are a fish. Now when you specify... And the fish is not nice. If you say you are a man, this one now is an insult. Amen. You say you are a tuna. <laughs> no, no, that one there. Say what I am a shark. Yeah. Shark there. When we're in tech, we say when you say you are a shark, means that you get brain. Praise God. So don't allow anybody to label you as some money or, or catfish. Or cassava fish or octopus. Praise the Lord. There's money in your mouth. Amen. Isn't that amazing? My, my, first, my first concern is this. In the first place, what is a fish doing with money? In the mouth inside the sea. We need money. Eh? They are taxing us in levy. We, are, we need money to develop our country. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. Uh, okay, withdrawn. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Eh, but I did not go to charge you. They are charging us. So, say we shouldn't use mobile money again. So, now, <laughs> you see, this is the problem. We need money for development purposes. We need money to build schools, to build churches. We need money to build hospitals. We need money to pay school fees. And that money you cannot find in your pocket. 
you cannot find in your bank account and you wonder where the money is it's so scarce not knowing that there is a fish somewhere who has swallowed your money and you ask yourself are there supermarkets in the ocean no do they have hospitals there no do they pay school fees there no then why are you keeping the money there when we need it here this wickedness eh? that is why in job chapter 20 verse 15 he says that you have swallowed down riches but god will cast them out of his belly he said you vomit them out again whatever has swallowed your money today i command them to vomit your money whatever has swallowed your riches i command them to vomit your riches he said he has swallowed down riches he shall vomit them up again god shall cast them out of his belly i command every power that has swallowed your money to vomit your money in the name of jesus clap for the lord please take your seat hallelujah but you know it's quite interesting and that's not the angle we are going jesus says that follow me and i will make you fishes of men so there was a time you were not born again but a certain preacher who fishes for men a fisher of men caught you you shall catch men like fishes so prophetically in every redeemed soul it's a fish. Some of you fishes in this church, some of you are uh, the fish that when they eat, they die. No. That, that, I've forgotten that name. The name begins with a P. Profab, you are very intelligent. Clap for him. So you can be sure that it wasn't leakage that made him pass his exam. He actually passed. Praise the Lord. Clap for him one more time. Is the rest of you we are not sure. <laughs> Apo, Apo, Apo. Praise God. Amen. Yes. You know that there are there are different type of fishes. So Jesus even said that when you catch them, he said, Don't sort them. He said, in the end, they'll be sorted out. Right now it's a mixed multitude. Some of you are puffer fishes, some of you are catfishes, some of you are uh, fingerlings, some of you are mud fish. Some of you are electric fishes. We can't touch you. Hey, what a shock. When the pastor lay, shock. What type of fish are you? Praise the Lord. But the Bible says that when you catch the fish, one of the first things you are supposed to do, open the mouth of the fish. And inside the mouth of the fish is money. Every redeemed child of God has money in his mouth. Every redeemed child of God has money in his mouth. Oh, I don't, I don't know what, what is happening here. I said, every redeemed child of God has money in his mouth. Do you know there is money in your mouth? So I speak money. Money into your bank account. I speak money over your business. I speak money over your life. Receive in the name of Jesus. We speak money. These are the mysteries of the kingdom. There is money in your mouth. 
Sit down, let me work this now, then we close. I've dropped the book, so I will not delay. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You see, you have to understand this. The mouth is very, very powerful. There's prosperity in your mouth. That's why in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, he says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thy heart that Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, you shall be saved. I love the verse 10, for he says that for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Let me take that again. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You notice from this text that two organs are named here. Two functions are named here. And two products are named here. Two organs. The heart and the mouth. Two functions. Believing and confession. Two products. Righteousness and salvation. In other words, the heart has a function. The function of the heart is to believe. And if the heart believes, there is a product that it will generate. That product is called righteousness. And the mouth also has its function. The function of the mouth is to confess. And when it confesses, it also produces a product called salvation. In the Greek is soteria, which means deliverance from sin, from poverty, from sickness, from demons, deliverance, liberty, emancipation, freedom. Now watch this. Which means that where you put the word will determine the kind of output it will produce. If you keep the word in your heart, it produces righteousness. It doesn't produce salvation. It doesn't produce prosperity. It doesn't produce freedom from, from whatever. It only makes you righteous. That's why David says, Thy word have I hidden in my heart. What will be the results? That I might not sin against thee. When the word is in your heart, it produces righteousness. But when you put the word in your mouth, that's when Joshua 1.8 takes effect. This book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt hagar, meditate, hagar. Eh? And then when you do that, you will produce good success and prosperity. Your prosperity is in your mouth. God has put money in there. That money you want to see in your pocket until it shows up in your mouth, it will not show up in your pocket. I am blessed and rich. I am loaded. I am, I am gifted. The hand of God is upon me. I am dusted. Wealth is my portion. I cannot be poor. Stop talking like, eh, me, I don't even know why. I'm the poverty of my father's house. I see it's just all on my head. Hey! Stop talking like that. Me, I'm, I don't know. Me, this poverty thing, eh, I'm just sick and tired of it. You are sick and you are tired. Plus poverty. That's why you must be mindful what you talk. What you say with your mouth. That's why Joel 3.10, he says that, Let the weak say, I am strong. 
He said, Pastor, me, if I say that I am rich, meanwhile, poverty is eating me up. Am I not lying? You are not lying. You are speaking the language of the kingdom. In this kingdom, that's how we talk. God called those things that be not as though they were. You are not yet there, but declare like you are there. He said, cut your coat according to your cloth. What is my cloth? Haven't you seen an angel wearing a cloud? That's my size. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is money in your mouth. Stop speaking poverty. You know that we, we those in the north, no, we don't have money. You and who? The widows in the north. You and who? If you want to be poor, be poor alone. Minus me. I am rich. I am blessed. Let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich. That's how you talk. Some of, some ladies say, I need to correct the tongue of some women here. The way you talk to your husband, this as for you, you are just you are just no romantic. That's how you are describing your husband. You say you are just not romantic. Roman what? <laughs> Romantic. Some of you can run down your husband. Hey, as for you, you are just something. As for you, you are just... Hey, I don't even know the type of husband I married. No. Look, if you married a bitter heart, call him sweetheart. Because God called those things that be not as though they were. If you want him to be a sweetheart, call him sweetheart and he will align to the name. But if you call him this, this village man that I married, he will be a villager proper. Because you shall have whatsoever you say. If you say, this man is just a villager, a villager you will get. He said, this man, the, the I know, the, uh, uh, the, man, the man who actually lived like an uncivilized man. Be chewing gum in church. Huh? You'll be walking with him. He will have granules in his pocket, in his white suit. And then you pick some. <laughs> That's why you see proper villager. What do you want your husband to look like? Huh? You call him. Uh, somebody, somebody calls his husband. He said, my don't go there. I said, hey. Praise the Lord. What kind of husband do you want? Declare it. That is why men who succeed, their wife made. Women whose husbands are doing well, eh? the way the women, the kind of words they declare over their husbands, say, you are the best. You are a phenomenal preacher. My wife will tell me that, look, when you preach, I vibrate. I said, eh. Then she will come and pass her hands over my head. Anointing. Then he said that you are the best preacher in the world. I will charge. Anointing. You, you. They were, look at how you are preaching today. <laughs> you say, what kind of sermon was that? You see, when you, when you put the man down like that, he can't, the spirit will not move. Am I making sense? Yeah. I'm preaching, man. Preaching. You see, 
Say it with your mouth. Say it with your mouth. Say it in your, with your mouth. Your prosperity is in your mouth. I am rich. I'm loaded. I'm the wealthiest man in the whole wide world. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Speak it with your mouth. People who don't understand it will think that you, you, you are just boasting. No, you know what you are talking about. Praise the Lord. Me, I don't know when this poverty will live my life. As long as you keep talking that way, it will be there. Let me show you this mystery and I close. Genesis chapter 1. Take me to Genesis chapter 1. No matter your condition, you can talk yourself out of it. You can talk yourself out of it. You can talk yourself out of it. I see money coming your way. Verse 2. You know, the earth was without form. Formless. And void. Just look at this kind of situation. You know. And darkness was... In fact, the first one alone is enough trouble. The earth was without form. Yes. Two. And void. In the Hebrew is tohu bohu. And darkness was upon the face of the earth, the deep. When you see this kind of situation, Ganaman said, hmm, hmm. I've never seen a dirty place like this. It's so smelly. Hmm, hmm. In America, we don't have this type of thing. But guys from Ghana, we don't know the problem with Ghana. All the gutters are smelly. We don't know the job of Zoom Lion. Then you start talking. That's when the spirit of complaining will come upon you. And you start to prophesy complaints. But in the midst of this, the Bible said the Spirit of God moved. And yet there was no change. He said, Holy Ghost, move. The move of the Holy Ghost does not necessarily bring change. Holy Ghost moved. Said, and God moved over the situation. But the situation still remained the way it was. The Spirit moved over the situation. And nothing happened. Then watch what happened next. Next verse. And God said. That's when the change began to happen. The move is not enough. When the move is going on, say something. Say something. So I want us to read the first three letters. Please repeat after me. Say first three letters. Don't fail this exam. How many? Again. Good. Genesis 1 3. Read the first three letters. Okay, sorry, Wes. Okay, the first three words, rather. And God said. So you pause there. So can we do it again? I want you to pass this exam. One, two, go. All right, so let's do remedials for the other one who failed. Are you ready? Let's go. One, two, go. Bam. Next verse. So take note of the first three. Now let's do the next three. 
Okay, next verse. So you notice from verse 3 that whatever God said in verse 3, in verse 4, God saw it. And whatever God saw in verse 4, he named it in verse 5. This gives us the principles of the kingdom. Are you preach with your mouth? Whatever you say with your mouth, you will see it. And whatever you will see, you will give it a name. So it implies that whatever you want to see, begin to say it. That's the rule. Begin to say it. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, not cry about the mountain, not pray about the mountain. Whosoever shall say to, you talk to mountains, you don't pray about mountains. Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe in his heart that those things which he saith shall come to pass. The Bible concludes with these few words. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Whatsoever means whatsoever. You shall have whatsoever you say. From today, I change my name. I'm Osikenifant. That's how you address yourself. He said, the loaded guy. Yeah, Manambala. <laughs> Rich man, yo. Some boy be they were doing this and the boy the, the boy took a nickname. They were calling him Black Cobra. Say yo. Then another guy they were calling him Aimless. He said Manambala. <laughs> aimless, aimless. That's is his nickname. Oh. They say aimless. He said, Yo. Tension T. Yo, tension T. His physics is working. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Are you hearing what I'm saying? No, 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 no. Look for a good name. The loaded guy. The blessed one. The favored one. Rich and loaded. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You call yourself cash. Say what? Cash. That's why I like Creflo Dollar. I like that man's name. Dollar. He says, oh, Creflo Dollar. Eh? Yes. Get a good nickname. Thunder, what is that? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. I prophesy. Money. I prophesy. Money. I prophesy. Money. Did I say I will teach you how to receive? One point. Let me give, oh, give me two minutes. Two minutes, I promise, and I'm done. Let me show you how to receive. Okay? One of the quickest ways to receive, eh? Take me to Genesis. We're already in Genesis. Okay, just roll up to chapter 12, verse 7. Let me show you how to receive. And God appeared unto Abraham and said, Unto your seed I will give this light. In other words, God is speaking to Abraham prophetically. This is something I'm going to do. He said, Abi, receive land. The modern charismatic will say, I receive. Abi said, hmm. Then there, Abraham built an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him to seal the prophecy. I'm talking about <laughs> giving and receiving. 
Yeah. When God gives you a prophetic word, say, why is it that when the man of God is declaring things, where in the Bible, and people are walking, they are coming to drop things on the altar. It's not biblical. Carry your ignorance to your house. Receive land. He comes to see. He raised an altar. Samson, he said, Manoah, you are going to have this child. He said, he raised an altar. Every time the Old Testament saints got a prophetic word, they raised an altar. Solomon, what do you want from me in a dream? After he addressed altars, in a dream, he said, I want wisdom. I said, God said, I'll give you, I'll give you riches. I will give you this in the promise. When Abraham, sorry, Solomon, when Solomon woke up from the dream, the first thing he did was that he built an altar and offered peace offering and all manner of offerings on the altar to seal the deal. And shortly after, some women came arguing over a child. And immediately, wisdom began to work in him. Every prophetic word that comes to you, raise an altar. But I'm just, I will show you the mysteries of that text. I focus on only one verse today. So the point is that you have money in your map. I prophesy. I prophesy. The wealthiest people in your family, the wealthiest people in your community, the wealthiest people from your village is this very person that I'm talking to. You will be the richest in your family. Hear me and hear me well. In every family, there's always a star. In the house of Abraham, it was Isaac. In the house of Isaac, it was Jacob. In the house of Jacob, it was Joseph. In the house of Jesse, it was David. Hear me and hear me well. In your family, you will be the star. In your family, you will be the star. In your community, you will be the star. In your nation, you will be the star. I prophesy supernatural abundance and turnarounds. You will be the envy of your generation. Abundance will never run out of your account. Receive supernatural supplies. Receive supernatural supplies. Receive supernatural supplies. I decree and declare the heavens are opened over your life. You will be well watered like the garden of the Lord. You will flourish like the palm tree. You will grow tall like the cedar of Lebanon. Increase is coming over your life. Abundance is coming over your life. You are changing levels in the name of Jesus. Receive in the name of Jesus. You will prosper. You will blossom. You will be like the lilies of the field. Whatever your hand shall touch shall turn to gold. Favor and flavor will be your allocation. God is lifting you to strange dimensions. You will knock at one door and thousand doors will open. You will call one person. Ten thousand will run to you. Receive in the name of Jesus. Lift your hands. Five minutes and I'm done with my ministration. Holy Spirit. Moving now, moving now, 
five of them in this place and there are people the Lord said I should declare there is an anointing for wealth yes there are different kinds of anointings there is an anointing for wealth the Lord said to declare for your labors in the kingdom for your commitment to this ministry and to the kingdom of God is going to release an anointing over your life Ushers, you pick them, you bring them to me. Get ready. There is an anointing. Lift your hands. Now the angels are about to start moving in this place. You are going to feel that little heat, that little breeze, that cold breeze in this place. Pick them, bring them to me. At the count of three. One, two, Three, take it. Pick them, bring them to me. Oh, yes, we need another touch. Yes, some of you are going to feel fire in your hands. There is an anointing. There is an anointing. There is an anointing. There is an anointing. 
three people here from your background forces that have fought you almost all your family members nobody seems to be succeeding forces that are sitting on your progress altars demonic altars that have given access to your family right now pick them bring them to me touch them take it bring them to me bring it it's a new day. Jesus name. Take. We need another touch. Jesus. Bring them. Pick them. Bring them to me. I see somebody. It's like your legs are tied. It's tied to the root of a tree. It's tied to the root of a tree. It's like there's this idol in your in your family. It's attached. The altars are connected oh, yes, to a tree. Another. And they have tied you by some oh, chains to the root of a tree. Another. Jesus name. But right now, those chains are broken. Oh, those chains are broken. Pick them. There is power in the name of Jesus. Freedom. There is power. You are free. Jesus name. In the name of Jesus, bring yeah, there is power. In the name of Jesus, Jesus. you are free yeah, to break, break every chain. chain. Lift up, break every chain, break every chain, break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Break every chain. Yeah, Jesus. There is power Jesus. in the name of Jesus. Yeah, there is power in the name of Jesus. some of the spirits when you are dealing with them they are just trying to prove stubborn but our song says there is power in the name of jesus do you believe that okay so just watch in the name of jesus you are free that's all in the name of jesus there is power in the name of Jesus, Jesus. you are free. Oh, 
that he should come. Tomorrow I want to see him. Jesus name. Go. I want to see him. I like that. I'm saying to break every chain. Keep singing that. It's for her. To break every chain To break every chain To break every chain To break every chain Let me tell you, let me tell you something. The, there's an anointing to prosper. Some of us in our Christianity, we have been anointed with oil over and over again that now we don't value it. In the Old Testament, when you anointed a man once, you immediately his life will change. His life will change. But now we in this our generation, we don't we don't take things serious. We don't value anointing. My people here can testify there's one brother in our church. This brother, one day I called him out. That was about three years ago. And I gave him a prophecy. I said, I said, church, stretch your hands. Begin to pray for his business. People were clapping, pa, 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 and they were praying. And the brother didn't have any business. So it looked like my prophecy was misfiring. Oh, we're praying. Everybody was clapping and praying. I said, continue to pray for his business. He too was standing there. He can't say, man of God, I don't have business. Then another time I was preaching on a Sunday, then I walked up to him and I said, stand up. He stood up. I said, everybody, pray for his business. <laughs> another time I was prophesying, he no business. Then they started praying. Then I stretched my hand and said, an anointing for business. Take! The power of God hit him. He landed. And this is how he was manifesting. Some of you don't know how to manifest. Leave me. Leave me. Leave me. He was manifesting and he was lying down doing like this. Three months later, a door opened. He established a pharmacy. About five months later, a door opened. He established another business. Then he built a hospital. Then a door opened with a certain pharmaceutical company in India and they said that they want to make him the West African distributor of their products. And he's a nurse from a salary of less than 3,000. As I speak, every month, his earnings is a six-digit figure in Ghana cities. 
I'm not talking about old CDs, Ghana CDs. Six digit figure. Wow. Just last two weeks, he brought me some different talks for me to dedicate. Build a house. Now business are just is just exploding. In three years. You'll be there. Unbelievers believe in uh, juju. They can go to Tongo. They can go to other places. When they do their sacrifice, they believe they will be rich. This, you, this is the only place you can come. When you also come to, and the man of God, the priest over the assembly, also prophesies over your life, you are going to be rich. You don't take it serious. You pocket one hand and say amen. And you get up and go and go and see that now this business is not working. Me, Ghana, cry. I don't know what is happening to our economy. You and whose economy? Who said to you should operate by the economy of Ghana? My God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory. We operate from, from a different economy. No one said you should operate by Ghanaian economy. Wealth. I hear it in my spirit. Wealth. How many of you are ready for money? Stretch your hand. What your certificate couldn't put into these hands? What your educational qualification couldn't put into this hands? What your connections and your know-how couldn't put into this hands? If I be a man of God, I command the heavens to be opened over you. And I declare right now, supernatural prosperity, supernatural wealth, supernatural increase right where you are are you ready for it 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 one two three take it one two three take it one two three take it Yes, 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 yes. Money. By tomorrow evening, you'll be testifying. Be between now and tomorrow evening. Money you didn't ask for. People will call and send it to you. I will want to take your testimonies tomorrow. Money, mobile money. Take it. Your bank account. Money is entering inside. Ah, the angel of money is here. The angel of money. Right now, take, 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 take. Divine supply, take. Receive financial breakthroughs. Your debt is supernaturally cancelled. Your debt is supernaturally cancelled. Your debt is supernaturally cancelled. Receive supernatural money. Receive supply of money. Somebody will call you and give you a big contract. Tomorrow, Friday, somebody will call you and give you a contract. Take it, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. Somebody forgot about you. But as I speak now, they will remember you. 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 Take it. They will remember you. I command remembrance. Supernatural remembrance. 
they will remember you. I see money no flying in the air. By your faith, it is settling in your hands. Dollars. Somebody will get dollars. Dollars. Mark my words, so I'm not speaking grammar. What am I doing? I'm speaking money. Money is in our mouth. I'm speaking it. Giving and receiving. You gave yesterday. Tonight is receiving. Huh? Giving and receiving. Tonight is receiving. Receive, receive, receive. I just saw a miracle job offer. Seven days. Within seven days, it is effective. Seven days, it is effected. Seven days, it is effected. Seven days, it is effected. I see somebody in the spirit realm. The person is like running. And the person is running faster than horses. It's an anointing. Take it. It's an anointing. Overtaking grace. Take! Bring it. Holy Ghost. Take. Bring it. Somebody, anytime you are close to a breakthrough, when people promise you something, you have this funny dream. Either you are beaten by an animal or some attack or something, or somebody will just come and sleep with you. Shoo. And siphon all the good things that were about to happen. And it will not happen again. That's the last time that person will promise you it won't happen again. I stretch my right hand over you. I declare the Bible says the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off no power from the pit of hell has the right to siphon your expectations into the dream I stretch my right hand on the platform of this scripture and I declare that yoke is broken that yoke is broken that yoke is broken that yoke is broken if you believe that put your hands together and are a shout of praise God is who you bring that to me bring that person yes oh come on I said are a shout of praise promise keeper light in the darkness that is who you are. That is 
Jesus. Miracle worker. Thank you, Lord. It's done. You are free. John. I see oil in your belly. It's like a river. this anointing join your hands and look at me your level is going to change by this anointing do you believe that okay at the count of three fresh grace one two three than the pastor anointing is liquid it flows down here that's why when you are taller than your man of God kneel down for him to lay us fresh grace it's a new day it's a new day what will enter into your hands by this encounter you will never recover from it Sickness is living your life. Whatever the enemy has planted in your life, the angels of God are uprooting it. You are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. Put your hands together for Jesus and take your seat. Take your seat. Take your seat. Take your seat. If you are still keeping the envelopes from yesterday, if your envelope is still with you, come and drop it on the altar. I want to pray over them. Can I get a bottle of oil? How many of you are blessed tonight? Yes. You hold it. Bring your envelopes. Come and drop it. Let me have some few envelopes. If you were not here yesterday and you want to take an envelope, please quickly come for one. Yes. You want to take an envelope? Whether it's 500 Ghana cities, 1,000 cities, 200, 300, 100 Ghana cities, whatever. Come for an envelope. Even if you were here yesterday, but today you still feel like under this atmosphere, you want to sow. Let me tell you something about seed time. There is something actually known as seed time. Somebody say seed time. You see, seed time is very, for those of us who do crop farming, we have rainy season. It's seed time. 
if you ask women there is something called ovulation period if you are a man and you want a child you meet with your wife and give her the seed during ovulation some people forgive me to say they have been sowing during menses there is the right time to sow to produce the desired result one day I was taking offering and I called for a certain amount and some people were coming and I said look I'm counting up to 10 after the 10th one Judith come let me pray for you after the 10th count somebody was sitting and now got up and was bringing the money the Holy Ghost said no he said that grace for that particular word seed has expired come it's, 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 it's a new deal fresh grace If you are coming, please speed up. It's you that I see. It's you that I see. There is power in your name. Miracles happen in your name. Yes, anybody coming for envelopes? Ten cities, twenty cities, fifty cities. Come and take an envelope. It's you that I see. You that I see. It's you that I see. At the center. At the center of it all, it's you that I see. Empty these envelopes from my hands. It's Ten cities, twenty cities. diabetes hepatitis B HIV once it's a sickness let's believe God maybe tomorrow to boost your faith with the permit of Bishop maybe I would just play a video testimony of one or two miracle healings 
to boost your faith for healings. Amen. Yes. Yes. So that you can trust God for healing. You can trust God for healing. All right. So technical team, maybe I'll, I'll send you a, a, the link by we transfer so that you forward to them and so you can download it. Okay. Thank you. So do it in a way that the sound, when you are playing it, the sound will also be, it will pick up. All right. All right. I think I'm done. God bless you. Favor. I preach from this book. I learned how to preach from books. From two men of God. Bishop Doug and Reverend Eastwood. So, when I saw that they were preaching from their books, I said, wow, this thing is good. When I saw that when they preach the anointing move, I said, ah, when I preach also from my books, there will be anointing. And so, this book is powerful. Um, I think it's only one copy I have yet. I'll give to Bishop. No, I didn't give to... Uh, the wife of a bishop is what? Bishopress. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you very much. Tomorrow, bring five human beings. And when the crowd, when the numbers multiply, the anointing will, will multiply. God bless you. Mr. Bright, I will see you inside. Thank you. All right, let me. Father, as these seeds are laid on the altar, let there be flow. Let there be flow of blessings. I declare every prophetic word that has gone forth, let it manifest in their lives. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless. And thank you very much.